go. Talk Recorded live. Well, good morning. This is Joanne R. Forrester, also known as the Empress of Biz, and we are here again doing our favorite thing, talking to you about our favorite thing. I know I use that word more than once, but being in <laughs> being in business, my dream, my passion. I've lived it for over thirty some years, and you know, I kid. I was five when I started, but <laughs> I come from an entrepreneur uh, side of the family, and uh, business is in our blood. Today's guest, who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, last fall at the Greater Pittsburgh. National Association of Women Business Owners, NABO Day, was our keynote speaker, and she was a delight. And actually had the pleasure the night before of sitting and talking with her at a small meeting. And this lady is knowledgeable. She is also fun so that when she talks, you don't get bored. And I know all of you have a short attention span, so I, I like to bring on people who will give you the knowledge you need and who will also, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. So I want to talk to you about uh, my good friend, Ellen Rohr. Ellen is, is in many ways like me. We, um, we're entrepreneurs. We, um, not, <laughs> school doesn't teach you what you really need to know when you're down in the trenches. Ellen first got involved in her husband's company, and I believe first in business, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong, after unfortunately his partner died unexpectedly. And she found um, some very surprising, and I suspect bitter lessons at, at the time, and that uh, the money that was coming in, while it looked nice, was not enough so that the company was in trouble. And Ellen had to learn how to turn it around. So she, after she turned that around, and I believe she successfully sold it, she started Bare Bones Biz, a venture capital and consulting company in 1995 to help, help all of us turn our big ideas into successful businesses. Ellen is also a successful franchiser, helping launch a plumbing franchise to 47 locations and $40 million in sales in under two years. I just want to know if I call with a plumbing guy come. i got to ask her that. <laughs> uh, oh, now, she's the president of Zoom Drain and Sewer LLC, so i got to find out what all this is about. She's also a columnist for Huffington Post, PH News, and a contributor to many business journals and trade magazines. She's also a great speaker, gets people engaged and it, in such a way that if you're having fun and you're relaxed, you learn a great deal uh, more than if you're uptight and just sitting there and being so serious. I highly recommend Ellen Rourke. Good morning, Ellen. Welcome to the oh, Empress. Hello, Empress of Biz. Joanne, it is an honor to be on this show with you. I love you so much, and it was great that we got to, to meet each other at the NABO event, and I'm so glad I'm here. Oh, I'm glad you're here, too. And I know you're you're very busy, but I, and I, so I appreciate the time. Uh, oh, one, my pleasure. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, because you kind of, you kind of backed into owning your own business cause, through your husband. Am I correct or am I incorrect on that? 
Yes, and I, I, you know, as I look back now, maybe I was always entrepreneurial because when, uh, before I got into the family business, I had a ton of jobs. You know, if I was interested in doing something, I'd get a job doing that, and I quit a lot, and I got fired a few times. I have a very short attention span. I, I'm a shiny object kind of girl. I, I think that those are characteristics of entrepreneurs now that I, I look back on that. I didn't make a great employee most of the time, but what would happen is if the game was compelling enough, I would play. And if it wasn't, I would make life for my boss miserable or I'd just move on. And uh, so I think that if, if you recognize yourself in that, maybe, maybe you really are an entrepreneur. And that's what I discovered when I jumped into the family business. I quit my real job. I went to work with my husband after his partner, now get this, Joanne, worked himself into an early grave at age 33. He actually oh, stressed himself out. From a, you know, work work had gotten so stressful for him that his health was compromised. He went to the hospital one afternoon after working a, a hundred hour work week, and he just died. It, and I bring this up because you raise your hand if you know someone or are someone who's compromising your health for your business. It's not supposed to be that way. So it was. Uh, I, I, I'm going to add a point there because I, um, you just said a very good point because I have several um, business owners who have clients that oh, if we found out they haven't had a health checkup in five years, they haven't, they have sugar diabetes, they're not eating right, they're just doing all kinds of things because they're so consumed with the business. Yes, that um, they neglect their health. So uh, that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, it's not worth that, and. Um, I think it was Michael Gerber who said it, although I've, I've heard it from, from many mouths. But uh, your business exists to help you achieve your life goals. I like to think of your business like a car. You know, you, you get a car so that you can go in the direction of where you want to go. So if your life goals are clear, if you've thought about it, if you've come to terms with what you really, really, really want, then a business may be a great way to help you get there and perhaps enjoy an adventure along the way. But if your business isn't working, you can abandon your business. You can sell it. You can fix it. You could get a second one. But it's not you. It's just a vehicle, a way for you to, to make your dreams come true. And I think that's good to have that kind of perspective because when people get too wrapped up in their business, when they say something like, Ellen, you don't understand. This business has to work. I put so much of my blood, sweat, and tears in it. I think, oh, you know what, sugar, it doesn't have to work. And it may not, and it doesn't mean that you are worth less as a human being, not one jot, but the business may need to go, or you might need to fix it. And when you can have that kind of perspective about your business, the paradox is you're a lot more likely to be successful in your business when you lighten up your, your touch on the rain. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, and what you know, I, it's easier to work smarter than, than to work longer. And you know, one of the myth, I try and bust some of the myths about business. One, we're going we're going to be talking about pricing here in just a second. One is that you know you have to charge what the market will bear, or you know some nonsense about the going rate and all that. I think those are myths. And another myth that I want to bust in in the course of our half hour together is that you have to work really hard. Now, I like to work, and I get up, and I go, and I do some really exciting things with my life, but the most successful business owners I know, Joanne, aren't working too hard. They're available. They're having fun. They go golfing. They go on vacation. They let other people help them. They delegate. They manage. They 
you know, develop people at every level of their organization, and they're not working all that hard. So for the next half hour, if we could suspend some, some myths that may be holding you back. You know, a couple of them about pricing we're going to get into here uh, and, and go deep this on. And then just in general, you know, to take this a little lighter. Have some fun with this. Take some risks and uh, see if you can't um, fix your business, make it work for you in such a way that life gets easier, not harder. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, you talked about is, you know, you're going to be talking about is pricing. and. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that attracted me to what you were doing because we deal with that all the time. You know, we're we're I love to be called in before the crisis, but you, you know what that's like. <laughs> I'm called in by the bank and saying, you know, when you look at this business, lots of money are coming in, but when there's nothing left at the end of the day, and we have developed a process called software called Price It Perfect that really has to go in and analyze what's going on. So the topic that you're talking about is people learning how to charge the right price. I'm not saying the low price. I'm saying the right price for their business and what they're offering is really dear to my heart, and I love to see people stay out of trouble instead of getting into it. So. Um, if I remember correctly, one of the things that you found uh, about your original business was that nobody was pricing right. And that right. You, really- I, I, you and I are soul sisters about this, and I'm so happy to have found you because so often business experts will tell you to you know, comb through your profit and loss and look for ways to save money. Joanne, what's the number one expense in any company? In most any company, what's the number one expense? Well, <laughs> usually what happens um, is the number one expense is the other labor, not theirs. Yeah, well, um, that's a good point. You brought up two points there. Labor is in almost any business, any industry, labor is the big expense. And and what happens, what you're just insinuating here is that the owners generally don't even take a paycheck or pay themselves a bare minimum because they're trying to operate so lean and mean. But if cutting expenses, like you're going to step over a dollar to pick up a dime, you can't cut yourself to financial health. The reason you're in this business is to make some money and to make money for the good people who work with you. And if you want to add benefits and, you know, career development and training and nice uniforms and good trucks and all these things, your prices are going to have to go up. There's really no substitute for being priced right, like Joanne says. And so um, what, this is what happened to me is that once upon a time when I took, uh, took uh, the reins of my husband's business after his partner died, my husband was a plumber, is a plumber, and uh, he went out and turned wrenches with the guys who worked with him, and I was in charge of the office and the admin and the finance. And here's how I set my selling prices. I called all my competitors in a fake British accent and asked them how much they, they charged, and then I charged, this is how dumb I was, I charged less than that. There's less than that to even be competitive. I thought that's what you did. And I'm a college-educated girl. I have a degree in business administration, graduated the top of my class. But they taught nonsense. Like, you have to charge the going rate or you have to be careful of what the market will bear. And as a result, we went into debt so fast. It made my it, it made me absolutely sick, and my husband and I are at wit's ends. And I tell you what what happened to me that I hope happens to you. And this phone call, this phone uh, conversation is a, is a good start. 
is I found a mentor. I found someone who was willing to tell me I was messed up. He was very, he was a tough love guy. I met him in the pages of a plumbing magazine. You know, every industry has their like trade magazine. And I wrote this guy a letter because I had uh, read an article he'd written about pricing. And I wrote him this letter and I told him he was full of it. I said, you're wrong. That won't work in my neighborhood. You don't know my chief customers, blah, blah, blah. And he called me up and he said, sister, why don't you shut it down? You don't know what you're doing. You think you're so smart. You have this college education. I think you should shut this business down and put your, your team and your family out of its misery. This is what happened to me. Yeah, and yeah. I was, um, you know, some people take a feather and some people take a brick. I guess I needed a brick because I got one. Just he, he hit me right across the, the, the head with that. And uh, it was very um, humbling. And I actually hung up on him. I called him back the next day and I said, <laughs> just humbled, laid low, tear-stained face. I called him back. And I said, his name's Frank. And I said, Frank, I get it. Will you help me? I'll do what you tell me to do. And so I come, Joanne, from a place of love because no one in my whole career as a business expert has been as hard-headed as I was. You know, sometimes you have to get laid low to change, and I'm that kind of guy. So if you feel like you're at rock bottom as you listen to this, that's a great place to be because you got no place to go but up. And that's that's where I was. And my mentor started with my pricing. He said, every time you sell anything, you're losing money. That's why you're going into debt. If you're operating at a loss, the only way you can stay in business is to continue to go into debt to borrow money. And so he said, we got to start. we got to stop the bleeding, get you priced right, and then money buys options. That's what he told me, and I tell all my clients, money buys options. That's all it's good for. It doesn't make you a bad person or, or a good person. It just buys more options. So I was so laid low that I was willing to do what he told me to do, even though I was sure it wouldn't work and no one would call us and everyone would complain. And what happened is, that we started to make more money. Now, I, I'm in the plumbing industry. I love dirty jobs. I love service companies. My specialty is you know, plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, house cleaning, restoration, chimney sweeping. All of these uh, you know, knock-on-the-door service companies are really my, my bailiwick. And what I found, Joanne, you even referenced, I think, right before we, we got on the phone or right as we got on the phone, that if you show up clean, sober, on time, dressed right, and you're willing to use a checklist, right, a procedure for what you do, you can charge five times what other people will charge. And, you know, even at um, the the franchise I worked with, Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, Joanne, all we promised was that we'd show up on time. And you've already brought up the fact that you can't count on a plumber to show up on time. Oh, I've got to. Um, I've got to add to this because we come from an HVAC background. Oh, there you go. Okay, perfect. Okay, fourth generation, and um, you know, so we've been in uh, my business partner James W. Martin. His family, um, four, four generations. They started in the uh, early 1900s. So that's you know that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, it was at the point when they got into trouble when one of the um, uh, nephews took over and got into the issue of, well, um, if I lower my prices because the company was known as high, and he thought if he lowered his prices, he would um, get more business. Well, 
he didn't get more business, and he lowered his customers prices to all the customers and pretty soon we were in trouble so that we uh-huh. actually, we had to actually go back and work with that and I had to go out and get money and explain to the bankers why we were in trouble and then we had to restructure a lot of things so the idea of cutting your price uh, because you think you're too high often just puts you right out um, right into almost bankruptcy co- well bankruptcy court let's face it so I understand what you're talking about um We've been there, done that, and that ain't fun. It isn't fun. And, and the key is if you are going to the, – the the steps for figuring out how much you're, you should charge, you know, Joanne has some amazing software, and there's, you know, this is a course of study to learn how to budget. But the key word is budgeting here. And I know budgeting is a weird word. It's kind of like dieting, no fun, deprivation, all that. But all budgeting is is goal setting. You know, when I teach my uh, my clients to budget, I say, well, start with your expenses. Don't start with the sales line. Start with your expenses. Put in a salary for you. And put in, a, you know, what you want to pay the good people who work with you and what kind of benefits. You know, whether or not healthcare is mandated, what if you wanted to offer it just to be a good guy? And what about uniforms? And what about good computers? And, to, you know, put in what you want. Yeah. And then list all of those expenses. Budgeting is pretend. It's, it's just an exercise. You know, it, it, no one's going to start bleeding uncontrollably when you budget. <laughs> Lighten up about it. But this is how you start to think about what you really, really want. And then what if you made the sales line, the income line in that budget, bigger than all those expenses to the tune of the desired amount of leftover profit? Because your profit loss is income or sales, Minus expenses equals profit. And when you put a budget together, what you are doing, it's just law of attraction 101, is you're laying claim to what you want. You are moving from thought form to physical form, your intentions. This is what I want. There is, that is how you create anything. So exciting. I wanted to add, because when you're talking about putting a budget together, which is right on, a lot of times... You know, the, the a very good employee wants and deserves a raise, and they'll mm-hmm. say, well, smaller than our raise, I can't afford that. And then they lose that good employee, whereas that dollar an hour is not that much difference. You know? And, and, yeah. And so, and so suppose your prices, as you put this budget together, what happened when I did this, and I can still remember the moment when I added up all my costs of doing business. And I wasn't as generous as I'm encouraging you to be now. I was scared. I added up all my costs of doing business and I realized I was charging a third of what it was costing me to be in business. That's why I was going into debt. You can't operate at a loss and not go into debt. There's, it's just mathematically impossible. And so when I saw that and I saw the pathetic amounts that I was putting in for me and my guys, I, it was being so laid low that gave me the courage to say, you know, what, what if we put in a real salary? What if we gave these guys the prices, you know, the, the, the labor wages that they deserve? How much would we need to charge? And when I first did this, I went from $30 an hour. Now, this was back in 1990. I went from $30 an hour to $150 an hour, a 500% increase in prices. And and since then, I've just gone up and up and up and with all of my companies. But I thought if I did that, no one would call me. And keep in mind that the going rate in my neighborhood for plumbing was $30 to $35 an hour. So here's what happened. 
we showed up clean, sober, on time, and dressed right. I put the guys in nicer shirts. I took sales classes. I listened to marketing tapes. I started to educate myself, and this is so, so important. If you're going to raise your prices, you've got to be better. But in my industry, all you have to do is show up on time, right? With HVAC, isn't that show up clean, sober, on time, dressed right, and you're off to the races. So in your industry, whoever's listening, you know, what is it that you do better that could be perceived as better? If you could learn to communicate the value of your services, the sky is the limit as far as your selling prices go. Definitely, and I want to add clean truck. <laughs> clean. You know what? Clean everything. I know another company whose their um, uh, their chimney sweeps, and the name of their company is White Glove Chimney Services. Hmm. Because when you get your chimney sweep, generally they make a huge mess. But oh, not yeah. these guys. They tape everything off. They've got all sorts of systems. They have a checklist, a procedure for how to do it nice and neat every time. When they leave, you didn't know they've been there. And they've been able to charge a lot more than their competitors because they're clean. So what is it that you do that's different and better? And I'm telling you, if you're going to raise your prices, you're going to also have to learn to market and sell better. Take the classes, listen to the webinars. You know, Joanne, I'm sure you have some sales professionals come on your show, right? Right. Yeah. And so as you listen to this stuff, take note. Because if you don't have the words or the... Uh, process for understanding your customer, asking good questions and listening, going through a solid sales process with them, with laying out a marketing strategy at your company that's going to communicate why you're different and better, you're going to chicken out and lower your price because you're not going to know how else to get your prices. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Um, In fact, I'm sitting here thinking because when we had to make the adjustment to pricing, um, the guys almost fainted. Yeah, we get that. We we you know they were just. I says, well, you know, you happy with what you're making? No, but you're going to drive us out of business. Well, you're going out of business now, anyways. So That's you know, being laid low gives you some courage. And I'll tell you what happened with our guys and what what's happening right now. I'm at Zoom Drain and Sewer. We're at the the one of our franchisee locations. We're doing training this week. We do open book management at this company, which means we show our team members what the numbers are. This is the budget. This is how we came up with the selling price. And it can be super scary, but I'm so over it because what I found is it really builds trust. That They see, they have no idea we spend over $100,000 in, in uh, truck and liability insurance every year. Who knew? You know, if they don't know what goes into your selling price, then they think the difference between what you're paying them and your selling price is going into your pocket. So yes. to get over that, I said, well, let me show you how I came up with the numbers. You know, this is, I crunched the numbers. My buddy Frank taught me how to do it. Let me teach you. So we teach everybody at our company where, how to budget and where our selling prices come from, and that goes a long way for them to trust the price, to trust us, and then be willing to take that sales training. By the way, in the next room over, there's a sales training class going on with our new uh, team members because we are committed to being as high-priced as we need to be to make the money we intend to make, and then we have to figure out how we can communicate the value of those services. You know, here's a great, uh, here are some great examples for high-priced businesses to keep your eye on. I'm a huge fan of Starbucks. 
Now, I'm told that it's not the best coffee in the world by my friends who are coffee aficionados. Mm-hmm. However, what, when I was a kid, Joanne, you could get a cup of coffee for like 39 cents and refill it all day. And it was considered a loss leader that no one would pay a price for coffee. You just gave it away at restaurants as a courtesy, but nobody expected to make money off coffee. And I'm sitting here right now with a giant cup of joe from Starbucks that costs pretty near $7. Yep. Right? And they just, they cater to people. You walk in, the store's beautiful, it smells good. You're in the airport, you, you smell it and you walk in. There's hip music playing, there's kind people. Everywhere I go and I travel a ton, the recipes are like 90% accurate. And every now and you get, then you get one that tastes a little different. But for the most part, they've made it consistent and delicious and strong and all those things that now make me willing to pay $7 for a cup of coffee. So what is it about your services? What is it about you? What is it that you go to the wall on? And if you're, let's say you're a, a one-man band and you provide some kind of service for your clients. What no one else can duplicate is you. So what is it about you that makes you different and better? Ask it of yourself and ask it of your clients. Why do you love to work with me? What is it that I do that you don't get anywhere else? How come you pay my higher prices? They'll tell you, and that's going to help you with your marketing and your sales. Yeah, yeah, I am absolutely right there because um, if you don't have the confidence and you don't have the – you don't know what you're selling – finding the right niche because you're not a Walmart. You're not right. a Sam's. You're selling you're selling your expertise, you're selling confidence and you you're also selling that um what I call uh the credibility factor. Mm-hmm. I if Joanne says this, I can believe that. And or you know, whether it's plumbing, heating, whether it's obtaining money, this is what's going on and this is what um you know, I'm not, um, well, you know, uh, the, plumbing, the plumbing industry, any of the trade industries, people go, uh, can we believe it or not? So one of the other things you're selling is credibility. So then you mm-hmm. can get. Yeah, and, you know, uh, there's a lot of ways you can add value. I, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, too, a small company. Like, suppose you work all by yourself and you think, well, I may not be able to compete. With, you can't compete with a Walmart. You can't compete with someone who has... 10,000 employees in terms of some of the things that they're going to be able to offer. However, when you work all by yourself, what you can do is be exclusive, and exclusive is sexy. So if I worked all by myself and I suppose I offered copywriting and someone said to me, well, how much would you charge me to put a, a, a web page together, write the copy? And you would say, well, it depends. And I'm not sure that you and I are a good fit yet. So what I do is I start by having a little interview and we'll set up a time and we're going to go through some questions and I'm going to find out your needs and wants. And if I am not a good fit for you, then there's no reason to spend any money with me. I work exclusively for people who understand what I have to offer and I fully understand what their goals and objectives are and it takes a little bit of conversation for us to determine that. So let's set up an introductory meeting. That way you're not, you know, I charge $10 an hour, $100 an hour, $500 an hour. Get out of that conversation and find out if you're a good fit for the person who's asking. And after you learn about them and if indeed you are a good fit, then your price can be what it needs to be, and then you can trot out your pricing structure once they've learned that you're the right person. 
This is, um, yeah, and we're, her time has gone so fast. We've got two minutes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love you. I love talking to you, and thank you for banging the drum of prosperity. I appreciate it so much. Oh, well, I, you're, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, I just feel like I'm talking to my twin sister here. I know. I know. We're soul sisters. Hey, um, I did. Um, I do have a freebie for folks if they if they want to learn a little bit more about uh, me. I've got some free gifts for you. And there's a, a website we put together called WeekendBizPlan.com. Weekend W E E K E N D Biz B I Z Plan P L A N dot com. WeekendBizPlan dot com. And at that um, website page, you put your name and your email in. That gets you on my mailing list. You can always get off of it. But before you do. Download the freebies. I've got a copy of a little business planning book I put together. You can, in a weekend, change your life. And a few files that go with it, including this uh, mini budget program that can help you put a budget together, crunch some numbers for your selling price, lots of good stuff there. But look for that little budgeting worksheet. And uh, stay in touch with me and Joanne and let us know how your business adventures go. Yes, definitely. Ellen, is there a number um, besides the week, weekend this plan for anybody who wants to call your office directly? Absolutely. You can call me at uh, 417-753-1111. 417-753-1111. I travel a lot, but we get back to you within a day, and my assistant, Shauna, will set up a time for us to visit if that's what you're interested in, and I'm here to help in any way. And I'm so happy to be part of the Empress of Business initiative to change businesses for the better across the globe. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And um, I'll be in touch about the other matters what we were talking about. And hey, folks, this is a lady like me who's been there, done that, suffered through it, and had <laughs> the church. You know, so uh, good advice. Uh, please go to her website, weekendbizplan.com. It's a freebie there for you. And uh, to take a look at what's going on. Also, with the Empress of Biz, uh, you know how to get a hold of me, 412-440-6969. We help people raise money. We straighten out problems. I'd love to see you before the problems. If you need money, in fact, we're working on a $50 million deal right now. So that's the biggest. i got to admit, that's my biggest. Um, hey, congratulations. That's rocking awesome. Yeah, it has been um, it is, it's fluctuating like, wow, I'm having, a great, I'm having a great time with some great people. So I'm going to be looking for all kinds of different help and make Give you a buzz on that one. I am um, happy to. We it, we may need some uh, uh, financing at Zoom too as we expand across the globe. So let's be sure to talk. Right. And okay, folks. Before you go to the bank and before you do some stupid things, and I've been there, done that, and been humiliated, and I hate that. Uh, and I got to add this one tip: your accountant says take your money out of your profit. Uh-uh, you're not going to have any profit if you don't price right. So pay attention to Ellen, pay attention to me. We've both been here, there here. and suffered, and now we're we're prospering. Give me a call at 412-440-6969. Don't forget to go into Ellen, get your free gift from her, weekendbizplan.com. Ellen, thank you for your time. I know you have lots to do today, but um, I really appreciate it. 
appreciate you coming on the Empress of Biz. Listen, learn, and prosper. Thank you. Love, love, love. I'll talk to you soon, Joanne. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.